0: It's, it's, been it's been with my boy Oh! <coughs>
1: This is Bam Electric Ghost, and we're talking about our latest releases on Bentley Records. We put out four singles uh, this week, and we created a playlist on Spotify called The Curse of Pride, which is one of the songs that we've released on Bentley. Now, The Curse of Pride is a song we've intended to release on our album from Bentley Records called Dark Ghost Violets. Curse of Pride is um, um, a piano focused song, kind of uh, like um, a couple of songs we've done in the last couple of years. Uh, we did a song called Fragile. We've done a song called Wanton Hex, if you follow us on our SoundCloud and on Anchor FM. But the Curse of Pride, what is different about this song is we used our Arturia Mini Brute 2S and its ability to do a looping envelope. And in that capability, this analog synthesizer, we have the 2S, which is a sequenced prenser-focused machine without the keyboard that we have within um, the Arturia 6U Eurorack solution. And it has the ability to become a drum machine. And the drums you're hearing are analog synthesis being done through a looping envelope on the Arturia MiniBoot 2S. Now for those of you who aren't into your rack or subtractive synthesis that might kind of go over your head, but the overall idea is this synthesizer, this analog synthesizer can be like a Moog drummer from another mother or like an 808. It can do percussive sounds. And so we took advantage of its ability to do this percussive sound uh, with the oscillators and it has a state variable oscillate um, filter that allows you to do uh, control of that sound uh, to make it act like a drum group or act like an 808 or act like a TRS. And so we use that, that beat to kind of give it, inform what we were gonna create. And then we write in a very um, uh, kind of jam band focused concept that we We'll let our analog synths and your racks talk to us, and we'll come up with a riff or a drum beat. In this case, we came up with these uh, the syncopation happening on the arteria, and then we came up with the piano lines. <clears throat> After we put down these piano lines, this the kind of idea of this curse of pride came to us. And the curse of pride kind of comes from the same feelings that created the song uh, Fragile. Or the song uh, Dark Ghost Souls Never Move Toward. Uh, these are all songs about the loss of a relationship or of a partnership. They all relate to my I, concept that I've been talking about. This Sonic twin was a partner, had a musical partner that I fell in love with, and then we broke up, and we had a whole project together, and the thing just, you know, I fucked it up. And I screwed it up and you know i've been dealing with the loss of it ever since but the curse of pride kind of talks about well you know it's it's the pride that caused me to to direct the relationship so it's something that happened i felt somehow there was a slight that i felt and i i kind of just threw the relationship away because of my pride i felt more than what the other person felt i felt hurt by that, I felt that the person, uh, you know, just kind of didn't feel as much as I felt. And eventually I decided, well, you know, I'm putting too much into this and it's not ever going to come back at the level I want. So I just can't handle being, just being friends with this person. So it was the whole prideful issue. And like I put it into a song uh, and this song is the result of that. Uh, which we feel is a, is a really—it's a powerful statement. In some things, you can take pain in your own personal relationships and turn it into a statement. We feel it's got that jazz feel that we've got some of our songs, and so that—that's the lead off of this collection. Um, and then the other song that we have that we think is a really good um, example of um, kind of like pain-based writing. Or emotional based writing is um, the song uh, <laughs> "Deep Drown Blue." Now, "Deep Drown Blue," we had some issues with this song um, initially. We didn't know if we were going to um, actually, you know, include it on "Dark Ghost Violets." We kept on going back and forth on whether or not it, it was right because it, it is. Um, a creation of uh, the, of the drummer from another mother, the DFAM. We spent a lot of time playing with the DFAM and getting that kind of repetitive beat. And the thing about the DFAM is it can produce uh, a lot of simultaneous beats with the two oscillators. And so I've got a lot of simultaneous beats or we would call it, like, uh, you know, uh, like, I think you call it, um, <laughs> a multi-layered kind of thing. I think it's, it, there's another word for it that escapes me, but um, the percussion is is multifaceted. In some places, it might get a little too loud because I switch from you know oscillator one to both oscillators running, which is a way you can get different sounds to come out of um, the, the DFM. And then the other thing that's going on, it's got this kind of um, synth wave uh, roll and a uh, pad, a polyphonic pad. This got kind of a new wave, new age, kind of um, new romantic sound, like a cure ish kind of um, structure. And that gives the that kind of heart of the song. And then the Josephine Electric lyric is basically this idea of um, this character we've created a couple characters. So we have Josephine Electric, who's in love with the rooftop dude, which is a character we created and we've talked about before. There's this concept of a flip on the drifters up on the roof. They have this guy, there's a rooftop dude. He's very desirable from the aspect of uh, Stephanie and her sister. Uh, Josephine are very much in love with this guy and also a woman named um, Mediterranean Blue, who is a character in a rock opera guy called September, uh, that it's also available on SoundCloud. Um, so Mediterranean Blue kind of represents this kind of Greek m- mythology princess queen, who's this kind of like a siren of sadness. She is super beautiful, but she radiates this like this like blue sadness represented by the Mediterranean. You know her name is Mediterranean Blue, kind of overemphasis on the blue that she's like in blue represents her eternal sadness. And it's very alluring. It's very central. It's very sexual. Um, and it draws people in. So the rooftop dude is drawn in by Mediterranean blue, Josephine and her sister are drawn into the rooftop dude. And they, they're just, everybody's falling for this rooftop dude. But then Josephine realizes he's, he's just using them. And, um, and then she actually, you know, Josephine's bisexual, and she's, like, also very enamored with Mediterranean Blue, and she kind of proposes to Mediterranean Blue. Why don't we just tell this uh, rooftop dude to go back to Ca- California, go get screwed, and we would like, why don't we just fall in love with each other? Why don't we just love each other and drop this guy because he's hurting us, and we can have a better relationship if we just go after each other? But it seems like they're... They won't drop them, and they're both um, kind of playing games. And, 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 and in their relationship, they're, they're fighting to be who's going to be the, the most, uh, you know, the craziest person to try to pull his affection, and who's going to be. We're kind of hurting They're hurting each other. They're being very lewd. They're very lewd and crude, and they're just doing all these things to to, to one up each other and that's what the whole song is like they're, they're drowning in blue uh, because they, they keep on going after this guy and it's not really helping them and then the song eye candy is just josephine is, is doing this romp uh where she's basically saying that she's the most like uh, central addictive drawing you know Uh, person in the room, that that everyone is drawn to her, that she is the the it girl in the modern synthwave world, and she is everything that everybody wants. And that's all I can say about that song, is that she's just eye candy, and she's just like more than what you can handle. Then Plur Daisy, Pure Daisy, is is a song that's kind of like another version of eye candy, is she's just kind of focusing that she's like an EDM princess, and she's, she's the, she's the, like the daisy. She's the pure, like vamp, pure woman that, that when she goes to the rave, she is going to be electricity incarnate and she's everything about the rave. And so these songs are all part of a playlist we've included. They're all on all the streaming services, but specifically on Spotify, you can listen to them and we would uh, encourage you to download them on Amazon and and, um, iTunes and all the streaming services, please download and share with your friends. And uh, if you dig what we're doing, please uh, subscribe to our channel, become a supporter. If you're in a band, get in touch with us on our Instagram, which is expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. You can send us a voice memo through um, anchor FM and we can schedule a, a free call, but Like everything is not exactly free, but, you know, there are ads that we run, so you have to listen to them. And if you want to become a supporter of the podcast, we're willing to take your money in that way. So if you want to become a supporter or you want to become a sponsor, check out the link and we'll talk to you later.
2: this family like a ghost and we're going to talk about a song that we were kind of hesitant, uh, on putting out on our new project called dark ghost violence. It's, um, one of the first songs we actually were working on for the new idea, um, of, um, this dark ghost album. Uh, and, uh, originally we were going to put it on dark ghost volume one, uh, that we were trying to get on, um, onto actually um, a vinyl record, uh, Diggers Factory Records, but then that we didn't get enough funding for that. And so then we kind of dropped it and then we were kind of wondering you know, about the mix on it because this is a song that is um, an analog song that uses um, the mode D-Fam, which is the drummer from another mother. And uh, we had, we had kind of created a very infectious repetitive beat it's easy to do on a D-Pam. If you just have a single d you only have like eight steps on a CV controlled um, analog sequencer that doesn't have any kind of MIDI. Um, and so you have to use uh, pitch and um, you have to use, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, the actual um, tempo to control. The, the actual sequence with these little dials. And um, there's other things you can do we found that we can use the map um math control module from um, make noise. But in this particular um, song we've got this uh very repetitive beat that then we took um like a polysynth sound that's a very eighties poly synth kind of cure the mode uh, new romantic type of uh, pad uh, that we got off our role in Juno. And uh, it has that kind of cure feel again. It's like that, you know, the head in the door kind of sound, um, at least from a pad sound perspective. And then we our, our ghost with really like electric voice, we've got her, you know, you know she's a female lead singer of our, our family, like the ghost, but we've got her sounding very, um, very sensual, you know, very feminine, Uh, and it's something that I work on all the time to try to bring out her uh, vulnerability. This particular song, it talks about her being in love with uh, two different people, a male and a female. So she's in love with a character we called uh, Mediterranean Blue. Mediterranean Blue is a character from a play, uh, like a sonic play we call September, and um, she's just this, this like you know, she's out know, a kind of a Greek mythology inspired character uh, that represents like eternal sadness. So it, like she's kind of got siren aspects from the Iliad, but she's just like very beautiful um, woman that's like you know got dark hair and wears long flowing dresses. And gowns, and, but she has this, like, sadness about her that's very alluring, uh, and people get drawn into it, and uh, it's very sexy, and it's very sensual, and she's a very deep character, she's got a lot of passion, and uh, so Josephine falls in love with her, or starting to fall in love with her, because what's going on is both. Uh, Josephine and Mediterranean Blue are in love with the same dude. So there's a guy that they're in love with from California. And he, uh, you know, is a rooftop dude. And this rooftop dude, it's kind of this idea we talked about. We came up with a couple songs that talk about this rooftop dude. It's kind of like this idea from the Drifters that, you know, you get up on the roof, you're going to have this romantic liaison with, with your lover. It's gonna be kind of a, like a very, uh you know, 50s kind of experience. You're gonna be out, like on a blanket, having a picnic or whatever on, on the roof, and you're, you're having a liaison. It's kind of like, you know, up on the roof. It's kind of like on the boardwalk. The drifted came up with these songs about know, these romantic uh, trysts or liaisons that are happening, like on a roof or under the boardwalk, whatever. You're, you're with your lover doing that. But the idea with the rooftop dude is like, okay, with well, the rooftop dude, in our world he's taking this idea that the dressers had but he's actually flipping it and he's kind of a dangerous individual he's he's very insensitive he's not very caring you know he's going out with mediterranean blue he's going out with josephine and he's uh you know he's kind of playing up for fools and so josephine has talked about that in the song that they basically you know it, it, he, he's cruel and he's Making goes, she feels like Josephine thinks like, that the Mediterranean Blue and her are both in competition for this guy, for this top dude, and they're being lewd and they're being crude and they're and they're kind of, you know, well, they're not respecting themselves by being so drawn to this guy. And then Josephine starts to say like, well, maybe I really should be a love with Mediterranean Blue but then goes like the bisexual and she's like, you know, I find Mediterranean Blue maybe even more alluring than the rooftop dude and maybe we should just drop this rooftop dude and we'll go back to California and go get screwed and that's, that's the line. It's like, we come to go back to California and maybe the whole truth is that we should be in love with each other. And so, but the idea is like, you know, this whole thing is causing them to be very melancholy and they're gonna deep drown in the blue uh sadness of this kind of tragic uh you know relationship this like this whole triage, it's like this like this this, this twist between these three lovers that they're kinda of star crossed and and we feel it's got this kind of new romantic, like pure um, sound which also brings in this idea of sadness kind of a goth type of sadness. And then the idea of Mediterranean blue and these falling down and it has got the dark black hair, and then Josephine has got her whole vibe that she's, you know, this dominatrix wearing in these like <laughs> leather bound, you know, thigh-high boots and six-inch heels and, and just the very, uh, you know, chokers and, and their dark makeup. The whole idea that it's it's very 80s it's very you know victorian got some new romantic ideas to it it's it's got the whole idea of like uh this like bisexuality uh, idea of um you know being um kind of gender bending and uh we find the song really interesting, and, and we finally decided, you know, as well, we're going to put this as part of violence. We really like it. Um, we kind of went well, on the fence about it for a while. We've been listening to it. Sometimes like, we do this, we go back, and we and we look at a track, and you know, sometimes we we have some hesitation about it, and then we go back and think about it and say, oh, you know what? I, I really like this track. And it would take us a little bit to think about it takes us a little bit to kind of go back and look at it we'll let, put it on the shelf and then come back to it <clears throat> so we're gonna see the, the kind of magic that our um, Bentley engineering can do to it to, um, to bring it up to the quality to release we've um, you know put it on our SoundCloud uh, we've released some videos that are on uh, our Instagram channel which is um expansive underscore sound underscore experiments that's expansive underscore sound underscore experiments uh, we've been putting lots of videos on there. We've been getting pretty good, getting get about 200 views per video now on a lot of our videos um, on Instagram, and we also have it on YouTube. It's interesting. On YouTube, we get you know we get 200 views on Instagram, we get like you know 10 views on on YouTube. You know, YouTube is kind of a hard nut to crack. Uh, We've been working on it for a while. Our SoundCloud, we do pretty good. We've got hundreds of plays to thousands of plays on certain songs on SoundCloud. And then our Bentley records, which are available on all streaming services, Tidal, Spotify, YouTube Music, uh, Pandora, Apple Music, Apple, iTunes, which is going away. But, um, yeah, we've got all of our songs out there. Uh, Please stream them. If If you're a real fan of the Ghost, please download our records on amazon and apple and uh, purchase them and then also if you're a real fan of the ghost you can give us uh, some support by being a supporter at 99 cents a month or 4.99 or 9.99 again we will provide private links from our soundcloud library of our our deep tracks that we have it's got full albums got all kinds of stuff. We've also got Bandcamp, uh, Bandcamp albums that we can provide information, um, links on. So check it out. We've got a, a lot of material. We've got over 1,800 songs we've written in the last 10 years. And we're working toward the album Dark Ghost Violet. will be on Bentley Records. And we're hoping that uh, we're going to make a final track list decision sometime this month. And we'll be talking to some other folks on um anchor fm will we interview bands if you're a band or you're an actor or you're a producer or you're a model uh get in touch with us again through anchor voice memo or through our instagram which is again expansive underscore sound underscore experiments if you want to be interviewed check us out as always if you really like us you know please support us by becoming a subscriber or a supporter um do offer the ability to run ads on our podcast and you can look into that option that we can provide um, an actual segment ad that right now we're at 19,700 fans who have listened to us since 2008. That's again 19,700 and we're averaging about 1,000 to 2,000 plays a month on our podcast which is on 11 platforms including Spotify and Apple Music, Radio Public, Stitcher, and many, many more, so check us out, and, uh, we thank you for being a Fam Electric Ghost listener,
1: and we'll talk to you later. This is Fam Electric Ghost, and this episode is Peg, Trance It Up, Plur Daisy, Pure Daisy. Now, this song is a song we wrote probably, like, two years ago, and, um, uh, Josephine, we were getting into, like, trance, and Josephine Electric, my alter ego, um, who's the lead singer of Hand Elected Ghost, uh, who we create using um, a Roland Voicoder. And at the time we were using the JDXI Soprano coder quite a Voicoder in soprano mode to create her voice. And the whole story there, which we've talked about before is I, I got a JDXI so I could introduce vocals uh, into my music. And I, for years I had done music expansive sound experiments on SoundCloud for years from like 2008 onward where I just had these expansive sound experience paintings with no vocals. But then when I purchased um, the JDXI, I bought it with the specific reason of uh, using the microphone to see if we could introduce vocals. I didn't like my male voice. um, So I played with different settings and you know, I got the kind of Darth Vader uh format voice <clears throat> i was a little too crazy and the Void coder was too robotic, sound like Transformers. So then I I I was playing with the pitch and I found the soprano mode on the JDXI. It's actually a Soprano mode. And when I found that mode and I had my headphones on I heard Josephine's voice coming up. And I said, you know that was a revelation. I could take that 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 female voice which sounded very sultry because i had this kind of bass voice and then when i put it through the jdxi I created this female that was pretty sexy she kind of represents sex and that's the whole idea of her becoming like a pleur daisy that she was you know that this, she's this alluring dominatrix um sex goddess, is, is, is how we played her from the start. We had all kinds of songs where she got into all kinds of situations. And the thing is, you know, Josephine's a ghost. But Josephine's into rave culture. She's the lead singer of an electronic synthwave band, fan like a ghost. And, you know, well, she's all wrapped up in leather and dealing with, you know, political electronic music like something wicked, but she also gets into funk and EDM and trance groups. And this song is a pure trans groove. It's probably the biggest trance groove we ever did. Uh, we kind of put it on the shelf. We never really promoted it. And now that we're with Bentley Records, we we've just sent it to be engineered. And we really are digging it. We remastered it. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's going to get re-engineered by Bentley. And, um we're excited about it. We put a video up for it on YouTube and Instagram. We had some pretty good uh, reception on it. And, uh, you know, it's just weird. Sometimes we go back and we find something. You know, in the last year, we found a couple of songs that were keepers. They're going to end up being on Dark Ghost Violets. Something like, uh, you know, When Miss Electric Comes to Town or you know, She's Got the Naz or Dark in the Night in Which We Bleed. These are older songs. Even the interconnected biology of all living things, that's an older fan of Electric Ghost song. It's like when we did um, the album Without Control K to Invinium, uh Rock Noodle um, 2 or 2 uh, is a very old fan of Electric Ghost song. It's one of the original sound paintings that we just did on a Juno. And we used the Juno GI's um, multi-track recording capability to build that song. That song was totally built inside of a Juno GI. And then it was brought down to a, a, a Zoom R16 digital recorder, but it was primarily recorded within the capabilities of the Juno. We originally bought the GI, because we didn't have a recording solution. And we used to just use the Roland GI uh, to record albums, and we recorded something wicked, Indigo Menace and Synesthesia, totally um, using the, the Juno and then we brought it into the R16, and then we mastered it on Lando. But um, yeah, that is what we used to do. Um, And we used to go through TuneCore, but now we're actually going through Bentley Records and we've put out like an EP through Mojo Heads. Uh, We still have some personal demons to portray, which is doing very well. It's probably the strongest single we've had in a while. So we have some singles that we put out on Landar and SoundCloud that have hit, you know, thousands of hits um, previously. But that song from uh, Mojo Heads, um, the, you still have some personal demons to portray, is, is, is actually very performing very well this year. Though I would say that on SoundCloud, uh, it's interesting that um, the song um, that has performed the best Yeah, so this is uh, continuing. Sometimes uh, we have a segment that kind of stops abruptly. So we were talking about one of the songs that performed uh, pretty good this year. Uh, And on SoundCloud, one of the best performing songs we've had uh, is is interesting, is um, Analog is New Punk, which has had over 849 plays. It's interesting when we put it out on Bentley, we haven't hit that many plays, at least on Spotify. But when we initially put it out there on uh, SoundCloud, it's almost got a thousand plays, which is really interesting. You never know. You know, when people have something, you know, it's, it's weird. The algorithms on the different platforms, you don't know what causes people to look at things or not. Well, on SoundCloud, that is a very high performance song. It's one of our highest performance songs in the last couple of years. And then we put it out and it's not performing as well as it did on SoundCloud. But you never know why. But then Plur Daisy, Pure Daisy is, is, is a real sonic um, experience. The whole idea of expansive sound is that we do hardware synth recording um, and we do it with, um, without a DAW. and We use uh, kind of an old school technique of originally when we started recording back in the day, we had a Roland D5 and a Korg uh, sequencer. Uh, and then we used a Tascam 4-track recorder. They take the results of the sequenced sounds. And what was cool is the D5 was a, like a dumbed down version of the D50. And it had the linear synthesis. It had this really nice sound. It wasn't as powerful as the D50, but it had some of those D50 sounds. And it had a really multi-trimble capability that when you linked it to a sequencer, you could get it to do a lot of songs. So back in the day, and this is back when I was going to school at Bowdoin College, in 1987, I had this D5, and then I got a Tascam 4 tracker, and then I got this Korg uh, sequencer that used these little mini discs, and I used to use that sequencer to, to build songs, and I built soundscapes, and I used to perform at the Bowdoin College um, uh, pub, and I would do songs, and people said I sounded kind of like uh, Tangerine Dream. And you know, I, that's, I was kind of shooting for that, that's what I was always trying to do. Um, and I've always been inspired by you know a lot of different things. I was talking to somebody I'm going to interview pretty soon this, this next week, and uh, you know, my reference points are all over the map from Bowie to Huskadoo to Mingus to Sun Ra to Prince to Hendrix, to Dwayne Allman, Johnny Cash. So that shows you I'm kind of all over the map, I mean, I like Ben Folds, I like Billy Joel like Elton John, but then I like Joy Division. I like Flock of Seagulls. I like The Replacements. You know, I like The Velvet Underground. I love Alec Chilton and Big Star. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. And When it comes to, like, synthesizer music, I like the Peter Gabriel Genesis and Yes, um, probably, like, Fragile and um, Close to the Edge. I think Close to the Edge is probably my favorite progressive Album of all time, and then maybe "The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway" from Genesis. Um, I, I love that album. Um, I'm actually probably a bigger fan of the Peter Gabriel Genesis than Everson Lincoln and Palmer, is because some of those ideas that Peter Gabriel had seemed more coherent. And I mean, Emerson Lake and Palmer is a great band, um, you know, but but I just like the way that that Tony Banks and uh, and Peter Gabriel. And, and the whole crew actually really f- fleshed together. And, and they did this really interesting progressive rock. It wasn't super popular, um, but it's actually very interesting. If you listen to, like, Watcher in Disguise, or you listen to Selling in England by the Pound, or um, there's a lot of interesting songs. And that's where I kind of come to, where in the modern world, everybody's going into Dawes and and trying to create EDM with the drop, and they've like, kind of lost idea of progressive electronic music. When Moog actually built these modes, we have a Mother 32 and we have a DFAM, and we have a Archeria MiniBoot 2S, and we have a System 1M. So we've got like, uh, you know, analog behavioral modeling plus true analog synths and digital synths like the Jun and the JDXI. But the whole idea of using analog synths is they kind of give you something different every time you approach them. And, and you can take that variability or unexpected sonic capability and, and, and create new material. We, we tend to write when we're back at home base, we could probably write five songs a day. We, you know, sometimes we write five songs, at least five songs a week. Uh, now that we're doing this day gig where we're in Maine, away from our New Hampshire location, Uh, last week we only produced two songs, but if you look at a lot of bands, you know, they have a hard time producing one song in, in like two months. Um, so not to come down on people, but I, I just am a very, uh, musical person and I write a lot. And, uh, if you check the quality of the stuff I write, it's, it's pretty good for the amount of stuff I write. Uh, and it's varied. You know, I don't always repeat myself. Sometimes I go back, like this song goes back like two years and I go back and look at something and then kind of get fresh eyes on it. Or, you know, but a lot of times I'll do a lot of heavy experimentation because of my analog sense. I can do tape loops, <coughs> I can do sampling. I've got a teenage engineering OPZ, which is amazing. We did one song with the sampler. We haven't really heavily tried it. We've got to look at the cuckoo uh, video. We saw a video, <coughs> I'm sorry, on how to use it. But we haven't really dived into it. You do have to seem like you really have to use the iPhone with it. And I haven't had the time to really sit down and fully digest how to actually do the workflow on it. But I got some cool ideas and I love this. You know, one of the other things I want to do with the OPZ is get the CV module so I can actually have it drive my mode. Because the sequencer on the OPZ is very is, is incredible. I love it. It's a really intuitive sequencer. It's very easy to build songs. We built two albums on that OPZ. The Flower Booms at Midnight in the Tomb and retro Symphony Number no. 8. And um, we were able to build those songs and a bunch of Violet songs actually have the base of them are OPZ tracks. The OPZ is very easy to build drums and kicks and bass lines. And it's really cool how it actually records everything uh, into these separate tracks. The only thing I would have be... I would, I would really like it to do is be able to produce a WAV file, you know, and produce track files that you can actually output, which I'm not sure if the USB version of it that has USB MIDI, if they've, if they've created the capability to do that, um, I, I would like to see them update it. And I would actually like to see them take the OPZ and make a bigger version. I know the whole appeal of it is that it's small, but its workflow is very interesting. And if it could actually generate uh, files like a Zoom R24 or R16 uh, that were separated it would be a very powerful machine I would probably prefer it in some ways to a Nakai just because I like hardware sense and I like the idea of, of having a keyboard on something and actually really being able to do it so an OP Z can have MIDI keyboards and you can do a lot of cool things with it but um, yeah, I mean, that's been a big thing because I've been looking at like the high force and you know, the fact that I'm on the road, it is a good solution if you're sitting in a hotel room and you want to put things together. However, I really love my analog sense and I would probably prefer to do like, um, <clears throat> what I might do is get like a micro freak, uh, get get, a, get an Arturia um, little um, keyboard solution, a key step, and then um, maybe go get uh, a collection of the um, rolling Boutique modules, like the the fully analog SEO2, the fully digital DO5, which is a replication of the D50. So we're really looking at the boutique with our first module we really look at, which is like a DO5 because the d 505 has got really good reviews. It's a real, it's actually better than the D50 in, in some ways. And it has every single um patch it was ever built for it and it's actually very small and it's it replicates the sound almost perfectly so we probably get the bigger um key step not the small one but the bigger one the one that costs like two hundred dollars get that key step and then have a deal five if i have our have our uh, task our, our zoom r24 and then maybe get the boutique uh, seo2 for analog sound and then um Get the actual drum machine module for the drums. And we look at the SH one hundred and one A, and it's it, there. There's a good reason to get that too. But um, if we we're going to be recording, we'd want to you know the LPZ gives us a good drum machine. We could use that, but we would like to try. And we, we what we heard is the, um, the boutique um, eight hundred eight actually can do a USB MIDI, where the um, the one from um, Behringer doesn't have a USB MIDI. And sometimes this is where the argument of, oh, we want the full size one. Well, you know what, the, um, the boutique version of, of the 808, if you're wor- working in a hotel or in a small apartment, the, the Roland um, module suddenly made sense to be in small. Because all you gotta do is go get yourself a key step, you know, even the small one, and then use that as your main controller and, you know, our Zoom 24 is what we're going to use instead of a DAW. And then we'll have the OPZ. And we have a little Yamaha mixer, but we'll be, you know, probably bring our Yamaha mixer with a little converter to bring in the smaller lines. Uh, we do appreciate the MX-1. We probably will bring the MX-1 because all those things have uh, USB audio. So we'll bring our MX-1 mixer because we always like to use it as well. So we've got this whole idea of what we're going to do on the road. Uh, and... Uh, We'll talk to you later. Just check out this song and check out um, The Ghost. We'll be putting this out probably on Bentley shortly. We are working on Dark Ghost Violets as our release of a full album for Bentley. We've been putting out singles since June, and we're going to continue to put the singles out. But we're working toward the full album for Bentley, which will be our Dark Ghost album. We decided we're actually going to call it Dark Ghost Violets. So we'll talk to you later.